welcome to Going Well Hunting, a Hunter Hunter rewatch and review podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith McLean. My pronouns are they, them. And I am your other host, Devin Wren. My pronouns are he, him. So we had a couple of episodes which we watched for this week, and I'm just I'm I'm gonna be honest, I didn't I didn't take a lot of notes. Yeah, this is the common uh rebuke against Hunter Hunter is that nothing happens. And these episodes were really feeling them. It was a lot of characters standing around and being like, Can we do something? <laughs> yeah, no, it's I mean which, to be fair to Hunter Hunter, kind of the point of these episodes is that, like, the people that they're going up against are trying to w- to waste as much time as possible. So they ki- they kind of make us feel that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I feel like our summary might be a little faster this time, which I think serves us well. Just yeah, just, they're they're pretty easy episodes. Yeah, it's it's also. I maybe want to finish this episode a little bit quicker because I'm very tired. I had to wake up early for therapy, and I know you have another podcast recorded at 8.30, so... Yeah, we can Maybe that works out fine. We can lightning round through this. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, wow. First, first note I have for episode nine is it's fucking tournament o'clock. Uh, so I guess that I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what that means, but I think it just means, you know, it's time for the next fight in this best out of five match. And it is going, going up against this skinny looking dude. Yeah, this, uh, it's going against this like one skinny twink looking dude and the dude's like, I'm going to play a game with you and it's not fighting physically because I would die because you look like you're a dangerous kid. He's right. Um, We're going to play a game of candles. You ever you ever just look at look at a little 12 year old and be like, yeah, this kid could beat the shit out of me. Yeah, he took one look at this 12 year old and is like, that kid's going to throw me off this building if I choose a fight with him. How about we don't do that one? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You just... When when you're that skinny, you've you've got to be aware of these things. You need to when when you're a twink, you have to be hyper vigilant about which children could kill you. Yeah, dude needs a sandwich, and they're obviously not giving it to him in prison. The buff dude in the back who just went obviously is taking all his lunch money. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's well aware that he's at a disadvantage in this one. But uh, did you hear his crimes? Ooh, yeah, he's a serial bomber. Yeah, this man's just, like, a serial bomber and, like, terrorist. Did you ever mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. that vibe from him that this man <laughs> would just seriously bomb things? He looks like he's never left his basement. Yeah, oh boy, he's 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 never done a push-up in his life, and he, he but he, he knows how to fuck with some C4. Apparently so. Can't judge a book by its cover, I guess. Uh, so yeah, he proposes a match where he he's he holds up two candles and he's like, "We'll both light these candles at the same time. I'll let you choose which candle is yours, and whoever's candle burns down first is the loser." And so you know, he reveals that one of the candles is shorter than the other, and then you know, we kind of have a long scene where the characters like debate. <laughs> 
you know which 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 candle they should choose because like oh obviously the longer one but that could be a trap and maybe it's it's you know spiked with gunpowder that'll make it burn faster but maybe he knows that we'd think that so he made the shorter one that would burn faster and you know eventually Karapika's like let's not go in circles let's just let Gon choose and then we'll all vote for the candle he chooses so Gon's just like hmm I picked the longer one it'll it'll it's longer so it'll take longer to burn down I'm so smart Karapika in his head goes through the entire scene from the princess bride of yes oh yeah well i knew you think i would pick the cup so i clearly can't pick the cup in front of me but like that you would know that so i can't pick the cup in front of you he goes through all that and it's just like anyways going it's your choice and yeah it and as we're about to find out it really is the princess bride because the the, the twinkie skinny man is immune to iocane powder and actually he spiked both candles and yeah <laughs> He's just like, jokes on you, I did them both. Did them both. I did them both. Yeah, so Gon takes the long candle, and they're standing there for a second, and then it just goes, it just pops off. The candle just starts burning very fast, there's wax dripping everywhere, Gon's freaking out, the one twink dude's just like, ha ha. Yeah, and before that, we see that it's, like, very windy, and, you know, it's kind of tense because they both have to shield their flames from the wind. So, like, they can't really move as it currently stands, um, you know. But then Gon's, you know, then the oil in the wick of Gon's spiked candle, uh, you know, catches, and it starts burning really fast. And we learn that that guy actually had four candles, uh, and both of them were spiked. And while everyone was, like, stressing out over which whether to pick the long or the short one, he, like, did a sleight of hand and just and you know just gave gone a trapped candle anyway and he would have done that no matter which one he picked uh so then gone's candle is burning super fast the flame is real big and gone's like oh this is good actually he puts the candle down runs up very fast and just blows the other dude's candle out yeah basically he's just like oh since the flame is burning so bright and just going so hard it won't get knocked out by a little breeze, so I can do this. Yep. And everyone is very happy. They yell and cheer because Gon is a smart boy and figured it out. He did it. He did it. On to the next challenger. Little twink boy lost. He's going back to jail. So next up, we have a lad called uh, Machitani. And how would you describe his whole appearance? Majitani is a very, very, very bad-looking Frankenstein character who got left out in the cold too long, so he's blue. And he looks like he got punched in the face a lot, so he's missing, like, good 90% of his teeth. And he's just bad at everything, I guess. Yep. Oh, one of his eyes is all bigger than the other. He's got scars all over his face. He's just really a whole situation of a man. Yeah, he looks like he was punched like 30 times right before they walked into this room. 
Yep. Oh, it's 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 bad to look it, at. Also, you know, notably, he whips his cloak off as, you know, he steps into the arena and he has, you know, 19 hearts tattooed on his chest and he's like yelling about how, you know, he's killed 19 people and, you know, Karapika is the one up to fight next. So, you know, he goes into the ring. Um, yeah, and then it's Karapika's fight. Um, this dude, you know, throws out his first punch and just blows a huge hole in the floor. Yeah, and he's like, I'm super strong, I'm super dangerous, like, let's go, aren't you scared, Karapika? And Karapika's like, eh. Yeah, Karapika's like, eh, whatever. Eh, you're not that cool, I guess. I've seen worse. Oh, yeah. Also, I do want to mention before, uh... Before they start fighting, uh, the dude is like, oh, wait, shit. Also, I gotta, gotta remember, uh, no weapons in this fight. That's, that's part of, that's part of the rules. And Krapika's like, all right. And, you know, throws out his nunchucks. And this, I, I, this is something I want to come back to when we talk about the manga. Okay. Because Krapika has a fun surprise in the manga. Is it a gun? I hope it's a gun. It's- it's not a gun. It's, it's always just it's just a bunch of hidden knives. It's always funny in shows where characters like no no weapons and a character just like goes all right and just puts away the gun they were going to shoot the person with. God, that's why that's why I want them to bring back guns for Shadow the Hedgehog in the Sonic franchise. He doesn't use guns anymore and that means we can't have any funny jokes where Shadow the Hedgehog just has a gun. That was his chaos control power. It was just the fact that he had a gun. <laughs> yeah, chaos control, and then he shoots you. Yeah, he slows down reality, and then he just whips out a Glock. It's very simple. <laughs> um, yeah, so Kropka is, like, very unimpressed with this dude, and he's like, oh, okay, he's trying to, he's going to gas himself up, trying to be intimidating, and he's like, oh, well, you know, like... If you're not scared yet, just wait until you see this. And he turns around, and it's a 12-leg spider tattoo. Oh, no. Notably, it does not have a number on it. That'll be important later. Um, This will be a fun thing for later, yes. He's like, I am a member of the Dangerous Phantom Troop, and I am so cool and so dangerous, you better be scared. And then Karapika just goes sicko mode. Then we look. Then we look at Karapika. He's gone full Super Saiyan. His eyes are just glowing red. He goes up to the man very quickly, grabs him by the fucking face, and then punches him straight down so hard it makes it it fucking breaks the platform a little. Yeah, Karapika goes sicko mode. He remembers that spiders are ick, and then he says, reenacts that scene from SpongeBob where Patrick just goes no spiders in his sleep. Yeah, I I don't He does that exact scene to this poor man. I don't I don't know that meme, but I'll agree with you. Oh, uh, I'll show you a video of it later. It's good. <laughs> um Yeah, so this man is like down. He's like laid on the floor, he's not moving. And then they're like, oh, well, Karapika, was a fight to the death. You have to, like, go kill him. And Karapika's like, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, although although before that, um, you know, Karapika, like, walks off the platform and Leorio's like, hey, are you okay? And Karapika's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not hurt or anything. And Karapika's like, no, our... Is it safe to be, be around you right now? You went a little <laughs> nutso back there. 
<laughs> they're just like, no, we're like asking for us. Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> and because like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's su- kind of surprised at how wild I went back there. I guess guess that means I'm still super fucking mad at the Phantom Troop. That's good, right? Oh yeah, is this where he does his admit that like every time he sees a spider, he intentionally like gets super mad no matter what kind of spider it is just so he can keep yeah. the hatred alive? Yeah, anytime he sees a spider, he goes sicko mode. It's it's really just a just a interesting way he he moves through his life. Yeah, he uh probably is never allowed in the attic. Oh yeah, no, don't go up there. It's yeah. it's Spider City. Yeah, he is not allowed there. It's bad. He'll destroy the fucking house if he sees the attic. Yeah, he'll just, like, grab the spider and slam it into the floor so hard that it breaks the ground, and that's not good. Yep. Uh, so yeah, um, you know, then the other team points out that the match isn't finished because that guy did not have a chance to, uh, surrender, and he's not dead, so, um... Leorio's like, uh, Leorio is like, hey, Karapika, you have to go kill that guy, and Karapika's like... No, I'm not. He's he's a weak little bitch. I'm not going to h- kill a defenseless person. Yeah, he says, like, oh, it's not like an actual Phantom Troop member. Like, actual members of the Phantom Troop don't need to uh, tell, like, how many people they've killed. They kill indiscriminately. They don't keep numbers. Like, that's not what they're about. And anyone in the Phantom Troop has a big old number on their spider. Oh, yeah. Indicating their place in the troop. Yeah, Karapika does have that cool line after he, like, just fucking decks the dude. He's like, all right, here's three things you need to know. One, you, you, got, you got the symbol wrong. It needs to have a number there. Two, Phantom Troop does not keep track of their kills. They've got too fucking many of those. And three, uh, say another word about the Phantom Troop and I'll fucking kill you for real, bitch. And then he walks off and it's cool. This is looking way ahead. Man, I cannot wait for the Phantom Troop arc. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Turns out it's, they're good. It's good as the thing. Like, they're the worst, but turns out it's, like, good to watch and to see and to hear. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, so this is, like, the conflict for the next part of the episode is, like, Karapika, like, refuses to see if the guy's dead. And they're like, well, we don't know if that's a win or not. And the other team's like, it's not. He's not dead. Yeah, so with this guy unconscious and, you know, potentially out for hours, that could... He's just kind of stuck there if Karapika refuses to kill him, and it's going to waste a lot of time. So Leorio gets all mad about it, and he's like, oh, well, let's vote on whether or not Karapika should kill him. And he tries to do, uh, you know, he tries to do a vote, but it doesn't happen because, you know, the majority rule thing only happens when the GM uh, gives you a prompt. (laughs) So... Leorio just gets all mad about it because he's the only one who wants to force Karapika to commit a murder. And Tonpa says some stuff about how democracy is flawed and it causes division and makes the minority, like, all alienated and hostile. 
And that's that's about it for the episode. Yeah, Tompa gets a little problematic, I guess. He says democracy is bad and maybe we should be a monarchy. And, you know, unite the unite the minority base, something something, make Tompa great again. Um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That, that that's the episode. That's that's all that happened. Yep, I think that's about it. Uh so yeah, then episode ten, you know, it, it opens on it 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 opens where we left off with you know this guy kind of just being unconscious there and you know the rest of the group not really having any recourse on how to deal with it and then we cut to Hisuka who murders a dude. Yeah, so Hisuka is going through his trial and then remember that time uh, way back in the past when they're like, oh, Hisuka got kicked out of the got kicked out of last year's test because he almost killed like a test examiner. Well, the test examiner's back. Want to know if he lives or not? He doesn't. Yep, there's this man with some big ol' scars on his face, and he's like, Hey, Hisuka, remember me? I'm gonna fucking get revenge, baby. And Hisuka's like, I do not remember you, actually. No, Hisuka Hisuka doesn't have a clue. Uh, So the man pulls out two knives, and Hisuka's like, oh, two knives, mmm. And then the guy pulls out two more knives, and Hisuka's like, oh, four knives, mmm. So the guy starts throwing the four knives like boomerangs. They go all around and all over the place, and Hisuka dodges them, like, gets does some very cool well animated dodging and you know gets a few cuts in the process because there's just knives whirling around all over and the dude's like ha you can't dodge four knives at once and he's because like whatever he just catches two of the knives and then the dude is like oh uh oh this suddenly suddenly this is going badly for me and then hisuka just cuts the dude's head off yeah the dude's like, haha, I've trained for over, like, half a year in preparation for this. Like, I've been dedicated to seeing you go down. And Hisuka's like, okay, I'm bored. And he just catches them. The dude's like, oh. And Hisuka's like, yeah, it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> and then he just cuts the Oh, dude's. yep. Yeah, and then he just cuts the dude's head off. And that's Hisuka- all. Hisuka... That dude should have realized that Hisuka's very good at murder. He's very as good as we've as we've apparently. as we've established. Yeah, you bring in the idea that you have to fight for your life into this, and Hisaka just becomes a master instantly. Yep. Then cut back to the other dudes. Um, it's been a couple hours. I think have passed at this point. So you know, Leorio insists on uh, checking whether he's actually a- alive. Um, you know, because he's been unconscious for quite a while now he might have just died in his sleep over the past few hours no way of knowing uh so then one of the members on the other team sort of proposes hey let's make a bet on whether he's alive we'll gamble with our hours and so the hero is like fine deal and you know then he's like i'm pre-med i can confirm whether he's alive or dead so he they let him walk out onto the platform and uh he confirms that the dude does have a pulse. Yep. And and loses loses some hours on it. Yeah, he bets that he's alive and he's like, yeah, he's only unconscious. They lose, but they also win. 
because that means the dude surrendered before, like, the fight ended. I mean, Karapika, like, won, and that means they have a win under their belt now. They got or, two Or, no, not... Or, no, not yet, because, oh, um... Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm jumping ahead. Whoops. Yeah, no, because he because he's unconscious, that means that the match actually hasn't ended. Uh, if he were dead, then they would have won. Oh, but, yeah. you know... It's 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 kind of it's kind of complicated. I mean, I only yeah. It, there's like vetting. Okay, I mean, like yeah. There's there's kind of just like a lot of details here that I was not paying super close attention to when I watched the anime. But like, long story short, like he's 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 unconscious, so the match can't end yet. Um, and then Leorio's like, haha, but. Or actually, Leorio like forces the dude's eye open, uh, and and is like, okay, I want to bet on whether he's actually unconscious or he's just faking. And then we see the guy have like a little internal monologue where he's like, oh no, I am just faking. I got a little note that said I should just pretend to be asleep for a while until we run out the clock. So, oh no, there's trickery afoot. Yeah, isn't that... Yeah, he's like, okay, well, to test to see if he's really unconscious or he's, like, faking it, how about instead I take him to the edge of this arena platform, hold him over, and if he's unconscious, he won't wake up before I drop him. Yeah. So Lario <laughs> just proposes on just straight up killing this man himself. Yep. And they're like, uh, hey, that's not fair. If if you drop him and he dies, then, well, the match will be over. So Leorio's just like, okay, whatever. Um, if he's actually unconscious and he dies falling, then uh, I'll have interfered. So Karapika loses his match, and then you'll have another win. Uh, so, you know, the member of the other team is like, um... Okay, I agree to that, but also I want to increase my bet to 40 hours. Uh, so, basically the stakes are if this dude wakes up, then, you know, Leorio's team loses, you know, 40 hours that they have to complete the dungeon with. And, you know, but, you know, if he's awake, then Karapika wins his match. Um, or no, wait, fuck. Yeah, Karapika, they lose time, but Karapika wins the match, or he dies, and they gain time, but Karapika wins the match. But, like, basically what Leorio has done is, like, forced it so that Karapika's match has to end, and they don't lose any more time simply on that. Yeah. And also, he knew he knows that the dude is actually awake because, you know, he checked for eye movement when he was, like, checking whether he was alive or not. So, like, he intentionally, like, loses the time just to uh, win Karapika's match. Yeah, it's better to win the match, because if they win the match, then they can actually, like, go on to the rest of the test. But if they don't win, like, the right amount of matches, then they're stuck there forever. So yeah. he makes it again. Game. I'm trying to I'm trying to get through this kind of quickly yeah. because I feel like it's not that interesting to just explain all this stuff. Yeah, it's so, a whole lot know. of characters messing with each other. Um, should we explain now what comes for the next episode of this whole time? No one ever mentions 
this like the character who's making these bets with their own never takes off their cloak for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the member of the other team, we have not like seen or named them yet, but yeah, they're just they're just still under their cloak so far. Yeah, it's for something later and uh I hate it. Yeah, it's for something fucking bad that happens later, but... It involves Leorio, so it's not good. Next episode's gonna be fucking rough. Look forward to that. We're We're gonna hate it. It's bad. Okay, so, yeah. Wanna move on to our next segment, if that's the episode? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Leorio, like, releases the dude, but he, you know hanging over the edge but he wakes up miraculously and you know struggles to stay on the ledge then runs away yelling about he want how he wants to go back to prison because it's safer there so you know karapika wins his match because the dude admitted defeat and yeah but they but they lost a bunch of time in the process and then you know the next yeah the person who's been making the bets uh you know comes onto the platform and is like okay now yeah, and now we're gonna keep gambling. Yeah, I forget if they explain this yet, but like basically the premise of the next match is that, you know, the the match is gonna be this person continuing to make bets with Leorio, and that's gonna decide the next round. Yeah, they basically just bet for more time. Bet for more to lose more or less time, and that's the entire next part. Uh alright, so um Want to head over to Too Many Goons? It's time for more goons. Yeah. More of the boy. Let's see Too many. more of that boy. Um, Nothing really changes in the 1999 except it just goes faster. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like there were a few, like, very minor changes, but nothing, like, big or important or structural, except there is one very, very important change that the uh, 2011 anime made uh, that I absolutely- that is, I'll just say it, problematic. Uh, when Leorio takes off his shirt, uh, the- sh- or yeah, when Leorio takes off his tabard, he's wearing a long sleeve shirt, whereas in the original uh, 1999, uh, you know, anime, and in the original manga, he's wearing a sleeveless shirt, and we see we see a little bit of binder under there. Hey, hey, trans. We stand a king. Yeah, trans Leorio is here. Do you see? It's consistent. Trans Karapika. Uh, trans, you see, Kropika is the most trans person to ever exist. I'm not going to back down on that. But the 1999 consistently has made Lario better, and this is just one example. True. 1999, whoever was working on this was like, we have to fix everything about Lario. And they were right, and they were kings. Wait, did I say Leorio was wearing a binder? I meant to say Kropika. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did I just, did I just fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Lario is still better in 1999, but yeah, yeah that's Kropika true. Is also a trans king. Yeah, Kropika trans. We love him. Yeah, he is so very powerful, so very great. Um, but he's so very powerful. Love him. Love to see more of him. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I think like the one other ma- major change in the anime is uh, Majitani, the blue dude, was in fact flesh colored. So I'm not sure if it's just like the 99 anime likes to take weird brightly colored characters and make them flesh toned, or the 2011 anime just likes to take flesh toned characters and make them wild colors. But you know, I think it's the. 2011 likes to make people bright colored because i think beans is supposed to be designed originally just to be like incredibly generic looking hmm, maybe and just have like a round head and that's why they call them beans but like the 2011 took that literally and was like oh you mean green like a bean yeah but so I think you know they just brightly color these characters because they can yeah that's 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 fair to be honest like I, I really do like the bright, saturated colors of the 2011. And, you know, they're both allowed to interpret this black and white manga however they feel like. It's so very funny because, like, we see normal people in this world and we never see anyone like these guys again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, oh, they're just they're just doing what they wanted in the first parts. Yeah. A couple more changes, although they're, like, fairly minor. Um uh it's it's kind of unclear whether hisoka actually kills that former examiner or not instead of fully decapitating him he like stabs the knives into the wall above his head and it like you know close up on his like frozen agonized face but it's kind of unclear whether he just like passed out or hisoka like killed him that in a in a less graphic way yeah it, it's cowards hisoka yeah. most definitely ended that man yeah, whereas in the manga, we see his we see a panel with his full severed head, uh, paralyzed in an anguished uh, scream. So, you know, just manga being manga. <laughs> yeah, manga does not care. Tagashi was like, it's my writing and I want to kill this random person. Yeah. And Hisaka did that. He died, and it's sad. And then the other change is instead of the, uh, you know, actual next opponent making all the bets with Leario, for some reason it's just the mercenary dude. So, I don't know. I don't know why they waited waited to actually put that person in, into play, but, like, like, their whole thing is gambling. So I don't know why we had the, the, the fucking bald strongman doing all the gambling. Makes not sense. Who knows? It wasn't a great decision, but it doesn't matter because we slide right past that real quick. Yeah, it's a fairly short bit. It's just like, basically all the stuff is the same as in the manga and 2011 anime. It's just a different person doing it, which doesn't really super fit. Weird choice. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the best. Wow, we really we, we really speed ran this episode, huh? Unless you had like any other changes to point out. No, there's not really much. The 1999 just books it through this because it can, and the 2011 anime takes a long time of making fun of Leorio. Yeah. Oh boy, it's yeah. Again, these episodes like were were definitely a lot more drawn out and a little less dense than we're used to so yeah these yeah recaps ended up being pretty quick so i don't know when we 
Boy, it's going to be like this a lot when we get to the Chimera Ants arc. We might have to start doing like okay, three episodes have per show or a, something. I have a lot to talk about a character moments in the Chimera Ant arc. True. The com- Yeah, God. The Chimera-, Chimera Ant arc is like very slow, but very dense. So we might have to like feel it out and see what works. Yeah, it's a it's a packed amount of, oh my God, that's like, isn't it like a third of the actual anime is one arc? <sighs> It's like 60 plus episodes out of like it's 140, a, so it's almost it's half. It's a lot. It's, I know Tagashi was working on it for like over 10 years. Like he, this was his, this is his like dream. It is like most of the anime, which is wild to think about. And you know what? I appreciate it. It's a very good arc. I'm very excited to get to that. But and he's because the- not in any of it. Oh, that's so good. I remember Hisaka is just completely gone from every single bit of it. And we yeah. get instead a better character who is my son and boy. And he likes dogs. Yay. Oh, all right. So, um, yeah, wow. Feels, feels very fast to be, uh, you know, moving on to the next bit. But yeah, wanna talk, wanna, wanna sail on over to Greed Island? Hey, let's head to that island. It looks fun. Oh, just close your eyes, hear that PlayStation 1 startup noise. I've never owned a PlayStation 1, so I don't know what that is, but I want you to all imagine it. Um, And yeah, we're just going to head on over there. We're going to plug in our controllers, and this is ASMR for some reason now. Uh, but Greed Island, uh, we're gonna talk about the media we've been consuming and maybe make some recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so yeah, Devin, what have, we, what have you got? Um, I've still been struggling in Hollow Knight. I'm very bad at that game. I've played it three times now. I'm still very bad at fighting a bunch of bosses. Um, I'm trying to go through the, uh, steel soul mode which is basically they're like yeah you're not allowed to die or the game resets and it turns out i'm very bad at it i'm still working on it i'm trying my best but it's very fun very cute game the soundtrack whips so every time i go through it i jam a little bit and i learned the other day that apparently i became 12 again and apparently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. apparently youtube the official uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! YouTube account just has every single Yu-Gi-Oh! GX episode in it. Oh, dip. Yeah, so I've been going through that. Uh, it's a pretty good time. It's pretty good to see all the duels again. Do not enjoy the weird transmisogyny that goes on with Crowler. Ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, it's just a character who's, like, you know, designed to be ugly, and they have long hair, and they have lipstick, and their, like, running gag is that everyone calls them Mr., but they said it's Doctor. And I don't even want to know what that's actually translated to in Japanese, but, like... Mm. Yeah, it, it's not a good running joke, and I wish it would stop now. But, other than that, I enjoy seeing duels, I enjoy watching card games, they're fun, it's... Okay. For, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Sounds alright. Yeah. I've not really engaged with the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime at all in the past 15 years, even though I do listen to Pot of Greed, so... You live vicariously through Pot of Greed, and that is 1,000% valid. (laughs) 
Yeah, so let's see. What have I been up to? I've well, I I did 100% uh Sonic Forces, got all those collectibles, completed all those missions, uh yeah. set a few pretty cool time records. Um and let's see. Uh but you know, as much as I've been enjoying that game, I've been thinking a lot about how fucking whack the plot is because like a lot of people are implied to have died and this it is a a game that is like ostensibly about war and the world being taken over and like being a freedom fighter and like taking it back uh but also there's just like there's a lot of horrors of war and grief and trauma but like zero of that is like represented as actual emotional consequences so what i've been up to is uh just 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 getting 13 and and a half thousand words deep into a fanfiction rewrite of that game. So I prob I'm probably not even gonna publish it or let anyone read it. I just need to get it out of my brain because it's oh the the worms. The worms are telling me to do it. The worms are hungry, it's valid. I it it's super bad. All I know about Sonic plots also, even though I'm on a Sonic podcast, is that <laughs> normally the underlying plots for the sh games are so wild and the game has no oh. time to actually dig into them. Sonic lore is bananas and Sonic I just lore want is absolutely bananas. It's just goes off. The moon off. blows up and then in the next game it's fine again. It it just goes off the walls and it has no time to actually like. Hey, wait! Aren't there consequences? That's that's why the work you're doing on the Sonic Shuffle is so so good and important. We're I just I really need you you to dive into all the bananas shit that's going on, and you know I just I just want a version of Sonic Forces where Tails is allowed to cry. It is true. Let Tails cry. Let that fox show emotion. Let him shed some tears. <laughs> Let it happen. Oh. Uh, uh, so my actual recommendation after talking all that nonsense is a podcast called AOK, -Okay, and it's uh, an Arrow Ace host doing interviews with uh, people from all over the uh, asexual and aromantic spectrum. So it's if you're like... You know, if you're on the ace spectrum as I am, or if you're just like interested in learning about, you know, more people's experiences, I really recommend checking it checking it out. It's a really cool listen. Ooh. So that's that's a okay. That sounds really good. I'm gonna add that because I really want to listen to that one actually. Yeah. Ah, all right. What do we what do we have to plug? Hey, so our Twitter and Tumblr for the show is at GoneWillHunting, G-O-N-W-I-L-H-U-N-T-I-N-G for both Twitter and Tumblr. Um, my Twitter is at GroovingGastly. Uh, you can find a link to it on the Twitter and my Tumblr is Jazz Dumpster. I never really make posts on either because I'm not a funny person, but I sometimes just share memes on there. And are you still blissfully free of the evils of social media? Yes, I am. I'm just living my life, floating on an ocean, 
Living on an island where the birds cannot get me, the blue Twitter birds. But I would like to plug a recent YouTube video I did called Juicy Vamgams Review. That's uh, V-A-M-G-A-M-S, no space. And uh, I draw, I draw, I draw the Digimon Vamdemon, but with like a really nice butt. And my friend Chisai is there with me, watching me draw and hating every second of it. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. It's very good to always just get your friends to join you in doing something that you know will embarrass them. Yeah, it's the greatest pastime. It's a very silly time. Uh, yeah. Okay. So about. Think it's about time for us to sign off here. Yep. Uh, so until next time, going to bye, everybody. Going bye. bye.